When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on Sunday the 18th of December and I'm sure many of you thought that we chucked the podcast after taking a winter break but we are back and we are back to discuss another Celtic win. They were triumphant up at Pataudry yesterday. It was a late goal again and it came from Captain Callum McGregor on his return to the first team. Danny, it's been quite an eventful winter break. Obviously Celtic went to Australia. We've had four players at the World Cup and we've even announced a few signings eh, and Kobayashi and Alistair Johnston it's, it's, it was all good seeing that all happening but it was, it was nothing quite like Celtic being back in action and maintaining their nine point lead at the top of the table how did you find yesterday? It was good to get back to club football again a, you know, odd break in the season for the World Cup and World Cup's actually been quite good and obviously finishes the day it's been, it's been a good watch We've I know some of us have enjoyed it but it was good to get Celtic back, and especially because we were we were playing really well before the break. We don't, we've only lost one game all season in the league and won every other. So I was a wee bit worried that maybe it would dent our momentum, and you know we're nine points clear, and then we're only six points clear by the time we kick off yesterday. I thought the performance was fine. I thought we were in complete control of the game from start to finish. Um, first off, I thought we played really well. I thought we started really well. Just never got the early goal. Um, Aberdeen didn't look too interested in attacking us which was strange considering how they built themselves up and they built themselves up all season and the media built them up but the boy Miowski's meant to be a half decent striker so I was surprised to see that they never actually tried to get any service to him I thought the first half said that in the chat yesterday I thought the first half dragged in following on for about an hour and then the second half I was I wasn't panicking at all and then I looked up and there were 15 minutes to go and I thought fuck we 
running out of time, but you, you always get the sense that a Celtic team will score. Even, before, you know, when things weren't going well at the start of this, last year when we lost our first three away games, you always thought we were going to score. And now, they just, I mean, they, I'm sick of saying it myself, but they never stop. You know, it's became such a cliche, but they're going out there and proving it every week. And McGregor, first game back in, what, two, two three months, was was fucking excellent the whole game. He passed the ball more than Aberdeen, more completed passes than Aberdeen, which was unbelievable. Took the goal, he was the best player in the park. And, you know, that's the way. I know we've signed a couple of players to come in and compete after the new year, but having McGregor back is a spark that might just keep us on this one and run for a, for a while yet, because... Um, he was, was brilliant and he would have taken a one nothing by any means necessary yesterday just to keep our nine point lead and that's what we've got and um, roll on roll on Wednesday you know, it's a tough couple of games and culminating I think we play four for another three times before we, we go to Ibrook so if we can take nine points for the next three games and um, we'll be going in there in, in good fettle but it was good to, good to get Celtic back and um, although we, we had to wait for it Darren I, I thought we were fully fully like well, fairly winner, didn't he? Think we Aberdeen were hard done by at all? Oh, definitely no. As you said, Aberdeen had no real attacking intent until they went and conceded in the 87th minute. It was, I know they, they took a lot of pelters for it. I, I'm in two minds about it because I think it's just like it's, it's terrible to watch and it's terrible to play against. But if if they'd if McGregor's shot had went wider and they'd have held out for a 0 now, then I think good win would have been. Uh, sort of lauded for it, but Celtic just kept doing what they're doing, 80% possession, as you say, Cal McGregor, I think it was 170 passes he had in them, I'm sure they said on Sky that it was the most passes by any player in the league this season in the one game, so it just shows that he's obviously uh, back to full fitness, I know he's, he's obviously been training for the last few weeks and played a bit in Australia, but to see him come back in and really be that heartbeat of the team again was outstanding, because I know people had sort of been frustrated with O'Reilly or Hattati and sometimes Aaron Moy isn't everybody's cup of tea as well so having Cal McGregor as that sort of uh, heartbeat in the midfield again I thought was really important for us and we obviously had chances I thought the first half was pretty uneventful didn't they have many clear-cut chances but uh, when he brought a batter on at halftime I thought he looked very lively and was involved a lot more obviously Kyogo has a couple of chances I think on another day, puts at least one of, one of them away, and we have a sort of more comfortable afternoon. But like, that's where you look at uh, the Aberdeen game yesterday, the St Johnston game away, the Dundee United game at home, like and I know it wasn't as late, but the Hearts game at Tynecastle as well. It's like Celtic just keep going until they get that goal, and a big congratulations to Forrest as well, because I know it was quite a simple assist and a nice wee back heel to McGregor, but that's obviously him reaching 100 assists, and to, for him to reach 100 assists and 100 goals is just, it deserves a, a, another bit of applause, but eh, no, delighted, as you say, our lead was cut to six when we get into that game, and <clears throat> it would have been, if we had dropped points yesterday, it would have been easy to say, I'll still get a six or seven point lead, but it just you don't want to get any sort of light or any sort of hope for that mob and we deserve to be nine points clear we've been by far the best team in the league uh, this season and it, it would have been all right there would have been no disaster and no sort of emergency raised if we had dropped points yesterday but to maintain that nine points is obviously massive as you say we've got now another three games to go before we have that derby game and the next two are two that you sort of 
hope that should be sort of pretty manageable. It's obviously a, a Livingston and St Johnston games at home where you very, you very much expect Celtic to be able to take maximum points there. And then obviously we've got a trip to Easter Road as well. But no, delighted to get the three points yesterday. And it's just, um, I've enjoyed the World Cup, but I'm delighted to have Celtic back. Tony, what did you make it yesterday? So we, we dominated from start to finish. Um, some of the shots from outside the box were pretty pish. <laughs> but I guess I was just due to the fact that we weren't getting much time. Aberdeen were really camped in. And I can see what you mean. I mean, if Jim Goodwin had told that group of players to come out and attack Celtic, the game would have been done for half-time because they just aren't good enough. But I still thought they, they didn't make much of a fist at all. I thought it was quite a pathetic performance for them and they just kind of accepted that they, they would need to defend to get in. They, they, I, don't, I don't remember them having a chance, I think. They had a shot for a free kick. It was about 30-odd yards out. But apart from that, it was total domination. Uh, McGregor came back. You would never think that. That guy's not played for two or three months. He just I think the last game he played was over in Leipzig, and that was that was a while ago. Yeah, it was the start of October, so he just came back. He was he was perfect. I told captain's performance, and uh, in the end, he he dragged us to the win. And I just, just we see it all the time. It's just the way the Celtic team is. We lay goals, and it's no no fluky or lucky, or it's just it's a total mentality that is ingrained. Uh, inside every player that is is um, working with Postacoglu. Um Usually I'm one for being quite pessimistic, but I was watching, I just thought, I just had a feeling that we would, we would get there in the end. But I quite enjoyed the game because it was tense and you're thinking, fuck, is the gap going to be caught? And then to get the one in the end, I mean, they, they are the best ones in the world when you just grind it out. There's nothing beats that feeling when the ball hits the net with two or three minutes to go and then the full-time muscle when you're over the line. So, as you say, we deserve to be nine points clear. We've been exceptional uh, domestically, uh, far and away the best team in the country. And we were under a bit of pressure. Obviously, Rangers have since changed managers. Um, they, they get a, a win on Thursday. So, you don't want to give them any confidence or any hope whatsoever. Um, as much as it's easy to shout and ball, the league's done. We've seen leads like this get gets fucking been before and the other team winning it so we need to be bang on it for now until the end of the season to make sure we, we do retain early titles so no I, I was I was quite happy I don't, I don't think there was nobody I thought had a bad performance I thought Lila Bada was excellent when he came on I thought he was so direct I thought he gets in behind Kyogo should have scored the one that he, he put in a plate for him but um, I see a lot of comments really sticking about into your strikers and people saying stuff like oh well They've proven they're not good enough at Champions League. I, th- I think that's really harsh. I mean, the two of them kind of had limited time, six games in the Champions League, where they both kind of had a shot at it. Jack and Marcus scored one, Kugel missed a few chances. I'm, I'm not really writing them off yet in terms of Champions League, and I'm certainly not writing them off in, in the domestic league. I, th- I think they're both really good players, and just, it's, it just seems one day quick, but maybe it's just a social media thing. You just go right away, oh, well, he's missed two chances in this game. Um, he's no good enough, or he's, it's not as if he's like, I think somebody said um, about him not being a young player, but I think you can see Kyogo and Jack and are, are very good players, and they will get goals for us between now and the end of the season. So 
I just feel as though if somebody has a slight off day, it's most quick to just jump in the back of them. But no, I think they're both fantastic players, big fans of them. Um, the Todgy's, I mean, was a difficult place to go last season. There was a 3-2 game, 2-0 up, pegged back to two each, and then we get the win, and then the Jota game. So again, it's a late winner. We've dug in and, and got the result. And I mean, I guess you to defend Jim Goodwin, I suppose, if... His team stick the place out on Tuesday and get an all nil draw. Uh, he's a genius, isn't he? So, no, best of luck to the the sheep for Tuesday. But in terms of us yesterday, I thought it was just right back into the swing of things, dominating the absolute garbage in this league. And I think we'll continue to do so. And Dayton else you had about yesterday, as as Tony said, the two encounters at Petodre last season were tight as well. One by one goal margin, and it was the same yesterday. Just another big win for Andrew's team. Aye, exactly that. Look, it's to say they stunk the place out and they set up with really probably the intention to come at Celtic at all. Um, get a penalty or something or get a set piece and try and sneak it was was really their game plan for the off. It's it's, it's always difficult to break teams down like that. Not no matter how big the golf and quality is, it's it's going to be difficult to break it down. I mean, the World Cup's been a fucking perfect example of it. Um, how well what teams in Morocco and Croatia how far they've gone because just sitting in making it difficult for our team to score and then hopefully nicking something um, so I'm not too concerned about how the performance I think it says made about is that we kept going and then big players step up in big moments and that's what McGregor done um, great strike, great goal and another win in the board again more and more players um, to come back, obviously, the two new boys they came in, so I think we're in a good place in that sense, but I, I don't look too much into the performance, I agree with Tony, I think there's a lot of hysteria and stuff that you see in social media, and people are just, I don't know, I think people just like to be controversial and just say shite for the sake of it. Um, but I, I don't really understand why it all happens, that like we won the game, we could have had more goals, I mean, I think... I'd need to double check it, but as far as I'm aware, I think they had maybe two shots. I don't know if they actually test Joe Hart at any point, but I think we had about fucking 100 to Um Obviously, the quality of them, Fedge books and stuff, wasn't great until the goal went in, but we were creating chances in the best way that we could. So, as I say, I'm no overly concerned about it. I think the main thing is we went to a place that can be tough to get results, as mentioned. Uh, there was a 3 2 game. Um, when we went up there, I think it was like one each as well, if I'm no mistaken. Uh, maybe two years ago or so. It's, no, we, we don't really go there and win by big margins. Um, that I can't remember the last time we went there and won by big margins. So I'm no overly concerned about it. They had their way of playing. We broke it down. We got the win. That's the most important thing. Um, especially when you come back for a big layoff and a big break. It's, it's almost like it's just a weird thing, obviously, because the World Cup's in the winter, but it's, like, it's like almost the start of our season. It's like players have just had a pre-season again. Some players have been away, some players have been in training. Like, um, it doesn't surprise me that it'll maybe take a couple of games to get up ahead of steam and, and start playing to potential again. But the most important thing was, was getting the win. We were still creating chances. And i just happy that football's back, um, or the real football's back, should I say, as much as I've enjoyed the World Cup and... Looking forward to, again, the games we've got through Christmas and New Year. Looking ahead and getting the new players 
before they signed into the squad, looking, seeing how they are, and then no doubt, or hopefully rather, we sign a couple more and improve the squad. Aye, definitely. As you say, like we've got the two new players already announced. I think uh, Daniel bringing you in last year. We went on Hogman A, we announced the triple signing uh, Hatati Maeda and Adiguchi. We thought that was early, but Settle have went even earlier this year. We've obviously announced Kobayashi and Johnston, and it's it's really impressive to see how like sort of on the ball Celtic seem to be with our uh, January business. Uh, what have you made it? And I, I'll focus more on Alistair Johnson. Do you think that that sort of points towards possibly Juranovic leaving? I know there's been significant reports linking him with a, a variety of clubs, and Ange at the AGM sort of alluded to maybe getting Celtic fans having to get a bit more used to losing our best players uh, maybe quicker than they they hoped for. Uh, yeah, I don't think they would spend. Oh, sorry, I don't think they would spend. What is it? Best part of four and a half, five million on a player um, to be Yaranovic's backup. Yaranovic is a really good World Cup. Got a lot of the spotlight in the quarter final against Brazil, <laughs> which probably couldn't have came at a better time for Celtic. So we'll get a pretty penny for him when he does go. I wonder if he'll go in January or he'll hang on to the summer. But I do think he'll go. Um, uh, Johnson, I mean, it did. I'm trying to. I mean, I, I'd imagine we'd looked at him before the World Cup because he pretty much before he even kicked a ball, there were, well, there were rumours that we were signing him. Um, so we must have done more scouting for a while on him. Um, he looks solid defensively um, and he looks like he can join in the attack as well, and that's also what we need our full backs for. Uh, spoke very well with the press conference to say that and that uh, hopefully comes in and you don't really miss a beat. That, that's that been a good thing about about Ange and his signing so far is that he brings one in and they don't look out of place. They look as if they've been there for a while like when Hitati and Maeda and all that came in last year. Hitati, the man of match performance, his first game, Maeda scored and they just generally started con- contributing straight away. Whereas, and I'm not digging at other managers, you know, even in most successful Celtic managers of the past have had the same problem, but you sign a player and it's like, oh, you know, you need to give him six months to settle in. Well, these players seem to settle in pretty quickly for, for Big Ange, so that's a positive. Hopefully that can continue. Kobe Ashi, know absolutely nothing about him, but happy to trust the manager given his track record over the last 18 months on signings, especially for Japan, so good luck to them for that. Um, and I'd imagine they'll sign a striker. There's a lot of talk about Jackie Marcus leaving. I thought he gave us a bit of a focal point when he came on yesterday. Um, completely agree with Tony. I think the criticism of two strikers is, is beyond a joke. The two of them are clearly too good for the league. Um, and, you know, so, you know, they didn't hit the ground running in the Champions League. There's every chance they could next year if they're still there. Um, once they get, you know, another crack at it. But I think if Jackie Marcus was to go, I, I don't think Jackie Marcus would leave without us signing a replacement. I don't think that's how Andrew operates. I think he would rather have three strikers and two of them unhappy than having one and having to play them every week. So um, I've been impressed. Still two weeks to go before we can even see these new players play. I would, I would throw Johnson in at Ibrook straight away because I thought Ralston had a, a nightmare yesterday. I know he had a great pass to Abada, which Keogh goes to finish off it done a great goal, but 
I just thought about a um, sorry Ralston, I just thought he, he toiled the whole game. Um he looked he looked lost and he was constantly uh, for my for my book he was five yards off out of position at any one time. And I mean Johnny that one at the end when Johnny Hayes skipped by him and he fell on his ass, I just thought here we go. But we get the win and I don't like single out Ralston, but I did think he did a really poor game yesterday. And if it was up to me, I'd sell him and keep the other two right backs. But obviously, that's not going to harm. So uh, I think Juranovic will probably get a pretty penny from him. I think we'll get close to 20 million. I'd be shocked if we don't. Um, certainly after his performance against Brazil and the right up that he got through Europe, you could see like Brazilian, even the Brazilians in South America were raving about him. So you never know. He could have played his cell into a, bit, a, a better move. He could have played Celtic into a bigger transfer fee, so well done to him, and if he does go, I mean, he's been here 18 months, he only stayed at Ligia for a year, um, and as you said, Darren, I said you need to get used to it, and Celtic fans are fairly versed in it anyway, but we usually get to keep them for two years, but if the manager moves them on after 18 months or so, then we're just going to need to, as long as we sign replacements, and as you know, and it looks like that's the way you'll do it, then I think, we, I think the fans will be on board anyway, I think I pretty much say Postecoglou's got the trust of 99.9% of the fans anyway. I don't know any of us that would question any, you know, adult, any decisions. Um, so if he feels that the best thing to do is to keep them for 18 months for two years and punt them on, then if, as long as we're successful, the fans will get behind it. Aye, definitely. And I know, Tony, you're right at the top of that. If, like you've said often enough on here, you just trust whatever the manager wants and so maybe no looking at new signings for you. Just what did you make of the Celtic players at the World Cup? Obviously, all four of them got game time. All four of them qualified from the groups. Say Dyson Maida obviously scored as well, and Juranovic got uh, his Croatia team won the third place playoff yesterday. What, what have you made of their campaigns? I think they can all be extremely proud of themselves. I mean, it's good for us. I mean, Juranovic got an unbelievable kind of write up uh, against Brazil who were the, the heavy, heavy favourites to win the tournament. Um, he was driving at them. He was holding uh, Vinicius Jr. back. So even if Djaranovic does leave, I think, I would hope he's one of these players. If he does, we, we thank him and we just go on with it. Because pl- players can't really seem to leave Celtic. We, somebody got after he'd have it. Dembele left, Tierney left. and So I th- I th- I'd like to think this is a case of he leaves and we, and we thank him for a great 18 months and a great shift he's put in. Um, Aaron Moyes, Australia, were quite unlucky against the, the now finalists, Argentina. Um, and obviously, Dyson scored against Croatia, but they, they still went out and, on penalties, I think. And uh, Vickers, I think he played one game against Iran. He was really good and America got the win and then they didn't play him as much. I don't know why. I think... Um, I think Vickers is a fucking such a talented player. I was going to mention that actually the defence yesterday. Any any balls that came their way were headed away or controlled and, and passed around quite easily. So I thought Starfield and Vickers were both great. But no, I mean the World Cup I thought at first there was quite a lot of nil nils, but it certainly picked up and I think Coy us would, would hope the Argentina won it, so best of luck to them. Um but you it can only increase the values of Vickers and Maida, maybe not so much Moy because he's aging and of course Juranovic. Um I think we'll make our we'll, we'll more than make our money on him. So uh, if he does go, 
Alistair Johnson's come in, somebody else who who had a good campaign. Unfortunately, Canada just um, only quite as good as he needed to be. They should have beat Belgium in the first game, just to say fuck off Belgium. They were my bet because I always bet Belgium, but what a shower of useless bastards. Um, anyway, but aye, in terms of total trust in the manager, um, somebody I don't have total trust is, is Dan, because the last time I spoke to the manager, I said to him that I'd heard that because he'd reached the last 16, we could get our game against Aberdeen postponed, and Big Ange just pissed himself laughing at me, so I thought I'd better bring that up, so no, I've got total trust in him. <laughs> Well, I mean, you were almost right. Yaranovic played on the day before the final, so anyway, Ralston's performance, I know some people maybe went a bit over the top in the criticism, but I thought he was really poor as well, and we could have really been doing with JJ yesterday, but uh, no, as you say, it's the manager was quite adamant that we get the game played, and we got it played, we've got the three points, that's it. Points in the bag. Uh, Andy, what have you made of the two new signings that have come in? It's obviously... Kobayashi's centre half, I think, maybe left-sided, and hey, Johnston, predominantly right-back, but did play as part of a back three for Canada. It's, as I've said today, too, it's really promising that we are as proactive, and I know people always start to worry, mainly us in our group chat, when Ange gets linked with some mediocre English Premier League team, but it's good to see that he's still, obviously, looking to build something with Celtic, and I think the proof's in the pudding with, the, with how early we're getting these signings in again. Ah, definitely. Um, like you say, we comments before about obviously getting used to you losing certain players so that we can we can build. Then obviously that tells you he's got he's got a vision for the future. Um, there's always going to be links, especially with the fucking media that we've got. But you see him, but the, the signings he's bringing in, the people he's looking at, the proactive in the transfer market for one. So it's just so refreshing to see that when he's not even opening, we've got bodies in and positions that that we need we require. Um. Years gone by, I feel like we wouldn't have signed a centre half. We would have just maybe made Jens permanent and, and kept the four as it is until we were sort of forced. Um, but no, brilliant to see that we're out there trying to make things happen and be and be proactive in the transfer market. And I think that it's clear that Andrew's got a vision and he's set out to, to try and achieve it and make us the best possible team that we can be and obviously try and make a dent in Europe and things. So. I um I'm looking forward to seeing both both the boys that have come in already and I, I do think we'll maybe sign one or two more. But I uh, look we need a left side centre half. I think that's that's gonna be a big thing. Um and if he's track record the players that he's brought for Japan. Um I'm I'm really looking forward to, to seeing him and again. I thought Johnston's obviously um somebody that, that right back you would assume Juranovic is gonna leave. I think he's been but to be fair, I think a lot of Celtic players or four of them the way the World Cup have done really, really well. Um, definitely increased their value with the exception of maybe Moy, as has been said. He's obviously at the, the tail end of his career now, but Juranovic has been a great servant. And with Tony, I hope that it's people don't start spitting the dummy out and all the rest of it, saying, oh, this and that. Like, it's we know where we're at, we know what we're trying to achieve. Like we've already signed these replacements. If, if Juranovic is to go and fetch us as a good fee, then I'm happy with that. He gets my best wishes um, and I'll, I hope he has success wherever he goes. But I'm looking forward. Um, I, 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 I love when new signings come in. I think everybody's like, you can't wait to see them get in the team and, and see see what they're like um, when they've got a Celtic jersey on. But 
I I think there's still another another couple of signings and ins and outs to happen um, once the window's actually open. So I, I'm looking forward to it um, and, and looking forward to seeing these players come in and challenge for places, which is the big thing. I mean, we've sort of four centre-halves, really. And Kobe Ashley's got to come in and move one of them and, and get a chance and take it and sort of make sure he's in the team and stays in the team. So i looking forward to it and, and um, looking forward to seeing, seeing what happens and what shape the team's in come the end of January. I definitely it'll be interesting to see. I know we obviously at the early signings last uh, year as well, but then we obviously added a guy like Matt O'Reilly late on in the transfer window in January as well. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Danny, we'll move on to Wednesday night. It's Celtic v Livingston at Celtic Park. It's sort of game that you, you, ninety times out of hundred, should be pretty straightforward. Do you, what are you expecting uh, from it, and would you make any changes to the team that played yesterday? I think Abada will come in for Maeda, um, and it'll probably be the maybe the team that started the second half will probably play uh, for the off. Um, but a bit of game, Livingston are, are tough to play against. They went and got a draw at Ibrox earlier on in the season. They've, you know, we beat. I know we beat them three nothing away from home, but it was you know we out of really really good that day. But it's always a tough place to go with a horrible record there until last season. Um, but I. A bit tough game, but do you know it's it's good for us because I know Rangers are playing before us all the time, um, but they are chasing. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if the pressure, obviously the pressure's on us, but if it, it was the other way about, do you know what I mean? If they were nine in front and they were going twelve in front, then we had to go to Aberdeen yesterday and win, and then they're playing on Tuesday night. If we, you know, for so what? Six points we win, we're back up to nine. So it doesn't really matter what they do as long as we keep winning. Um, so. There's a good, I think there's a good chance that we could be extending my lead on Wednesday night. Um, and I'd, I'd, if, Aberde- if Aberdeen were to reproduce what they did yesterday, they'd probably get an honest draw at that um, without any shenanigans for VAR. But you never know. Um, we could be extending my lead. But as long as we keep it at nine, you know, we won the league by nine points. <laughs> still in the league. So um, just, I think at this moment in time, in this like period of games, Get four tough games before we go out. Yeah, Ibrox just one or four, and then if we can avoid defeat there, you know, you're not, we're, we're going to be nay worse off than nine clear if that's the case. So just one, and they'll be up for it. I know they didn't play yesterday, so they might be a bit rusty. Um, so you never know, you never know, but um, I think it'll be. Should be a tough one, but I think the crowd will be up for it because it'll be a good crowd at Park. He'd not seen Celtic in a while, I think a lot of folk. I know it's close to Christmas and I know we're playing on Christmas Eve as well, but I do think folk will come out for it. And Wednesday night being the fact that they've not seen their team in a while. Um, and hopefully um, the team put on a good performance for them. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to Wednesday night myself now. I am with you. I think, as you say, it's been four, four or five weeks since we uh, had that game against Ross County before the break. And it's just, I, I still think that due to the big break we had being away from football I think everybody sort of doesn't take it for granted now and especially with the connection that Celtic have with the uh, support these days it's it's been really good and I think uh, Wednesday will, will be as you say it'll be a great atmosphere it'll be great to have the team back I think a bad welcome and uh, I think I mean, I'm really surprised for a few changes maybe the likes of Aaron Moy uh, gets a start as well because obviously with these games We've got another uh, three games in what the next eight nine days or whatever it'll be come Wednesday, but it's it's going to be 
a pretty hectic sort of period. So as if you bring guys like Jackie Marcus and Abada, Moy, Tumble, even like, and you don't want to make too many changes, but it's, the squad's been built to that area where we we should be able to make four or five changes if we, if the manager wants to, and it shouldn't really affect how how we're going. And like uh, Levy, as you say, they're no no the worst team. They'll they'll make it difficult, but it's just a case of how how we went yesterday and how we day most games. It's it's sort of just keep going until you get that, and if we get the early goal, then it could be whatever we want because obviously Levy would then be forced to come out a bit. But at this period, it is like I know yesterday was a 200th goal under Ange, and that's a great achievement. But if we get a one 0 on Wednesday, I'm not going to be disappointed. I think it's just these next three games, just get get maximum points, and you'll be in a fantastic position. Uh, but I, I I probably would make a few changes. Jack and Marcus, I wouldn't mind coming in, and as I said, a badder and I don't think he'll make too many changes in the midfield. Maybe a uh, tumble in for a uh, Rio Hatati or Matt O'Reilly. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see. And I am looking forward to it. Uh, Tony, what are you thinking for Wednesday night? Look, I fancy is especially at home. Um, I think what Danny says, the crowd will be well up for it. They'll have missed uh, having Celtic. I'll go four nil. Um, I'll go for the Jack and Marcus Hatic and. Rio Atati to get the other goal. So I think we're long overdue to give Livingston a proper pasting. Um, nobody really ever gives them a do, and I guess that's credit to Rabbi Glinsky. So uh, I think if we if we go at them and really put them under pressure, get an early goal, we can really, really take it to them. And um, hopefully we're at least... Um, Hopefully we're um, extending our gap, but if it gets us back to nine points, then you're happy. As Danny says, if you can get to Ibrooks nine points ahead, all the pressure in the world will be on Rangers to, to make sure the gap gets cut. They, they need to win, and that means they would need to come out the attackers, which would do us but a fair bit of football he played before then, me, Livy St Johnson, and then the four-time strip to Edinburgh. So, aye, looking forward to to watching it, I've no bothered Mars flying air for the the last two games because I'm fucked off travelling. I've been Irish for three months and I'm I'm fed up with the travelling. So um, fair play to everybody else that actually does it. But um, I'll come back for the Hibs game at Easter Road. Looking forward to it. Aye, and uh, I know what you see. It's, it's sort of you think Olivia Drew or something, and I think it's back to the COVID ball, 10th of April 2021, we beat them 6-0 at Celtic Park and that was under the greatest manager we've ever had, that was John 10 Games Kennedy, it took charge that day, so he'll be in the dugout, so hopefully he can sort of replicate that. Uh, Andy's had to drop off, but he's went for a 2-0 prediction, I'm going to go for 3-0 Celtic and I think that Kyogo will get on the score sheet along with Cameron Carter-Vickers and Greg Taylor. Uh, Danny, what's your prediction just for the wrap-up? Uh, I think it'll be 6 now. I think we'll re- replicate that. We'll score two goals in the first 20 minutes. O'Reilly will score. He's due a goal. Hatate will score. Kyogo will get three. And who who's getting the last one? Abada. Abada will get the last. And it will be rolling right on. Who are we playing in Christmas Eve? St. Marin at home? St. Johnson. St. St. Johnson. Um, and it'll be all roads lead to St. Johnston um, on Christmas Eve and just keep winning. That's all we can do. Um, uh, but I think 
square up. I think we'll take some of the chances that we missed yesterday and I think we'll score six in front of our actual Celtic support to go 11 points clear at the top of the league. Well, that would be very nice. Hopefully we will be back after that game. I know we've had a big break, so we've come back refreshed as well and we'll try and get one out before the St Johnston game. And I uh, keep an eye on the social media if you're wanting to hear the latest updates from Full Times and... Uh, we will speak to you at some point after the living singing. Cheers for listening. Cheers. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.